Ian, what's your name? Jesse. Jesse who? Jesse. Bonjour. That's a good boy. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for... Thank you, God, for killing my father. And bring me home. Welcome to Fear Me. Fear Me. Hi, I'm Kim. Stuart. And Scott. Welcome to another episode of the Fear Me podcast. This is episode 83. Hello. Hello. How is everyone? Just lovely. Yeah, how's, how's your week progressing, Scott? My week is progressing towards Thursday. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah, mine's progressing get, towards Friday. We get to go camping on Friday, so Thursday is our Friday. That's right. That's right. You guys are going to hit up the great outdoors. Yep. For four days. Get rained on. Yeah, we're we are going to get inundated. We're going to see if we can find some. Is it Harvey Sasquatch? Harvey squalls. <laughs> Harvey squalls. <laughs> I like it. So uh, tent camping in the rain. Yes. Yeah. Correct. I the always whole family. That. That's yes. an absolute lie. So what are you doing this weekend, Scott? I ain't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? You're their favorite uncle. You know what I'm doing this weekend? I'm doing a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. For the first time in five weeks, we don't have guests. And, good. Uh, That's always good. I am very much looking forward to that. Very much looking forward to having a little kickback time. Actually, I'll probably catch, uh, try to get together with people and watch the uh, NC State South Carolina football game when that cranks up. First game of the season. Is it really? Yep. My goal is to follow NC State more this year. Like, I really want to. Okay. They're supposed to have a good football team. I know. So what are you drinking tonight? Wow. Um, I'm drinking a beer from Straight to Ale Brewery out of, um, they're out of Huntsville, Alabama. Alabama. Oh. And uh, it's called Monkey Knot. <laughs> that goes along with the space camp that's in Huntsville, Alabama. That's oh. exactly That right. I went to in fifth and sixth grade. I'm sure that's exactly what it's for, but it shows a picture of a monkey in an astronaut's suit who's kind of going freaked out. Couldn't pass it up, could you? No, no. God, I saw that can. I had to have it. I had to have it. <laughs> that's good. And, is the beer and good? To make, yeah. Actually, that's what I was going to say. To make things even better, the beer is excellent. That's good. It's really good. I mean, I you know, I, I did buy it for the can. I admit. I admit. Mm-hmm. But it is a really tasty beverage. And I would definitely have it again. (laughs) I love it when he says tasty beverage. It is a tasty beverage. (laughs) I've got uh, Golden Roads Pico to Mexico, which is a cucumber lime lager with a hint of habanero flavor. Oh, I got to try that. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's kind of a mix of a lot of the worst beers I've had recently. (laughs) Really? But it's not quite as intense. Hey, it smells good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's... It's just a kind of a weird mm, flavor. That is beer. funky. 
Yeah, it's you Cucumber. see what I mean? It's got like the goose it's got like the goosa mixed Crossover. with the hot beer with the yeah, so yeah. it's not that great. It's the cucumber that does it in. It's Golden Road. I think they're it's out of LA. I so. see. Well maybe maybe they should keep it in LA. Um so it's cucumber cucumber lime lime with yeah. a hint of jalapeno. Habanero. Habanero. I'm not getting the habanero. Mm-mm. Lots of cucumber. Yeah, lots of cucumber. Well, you know that I think I told you that that show Brew Dogs, uh, the Scottish guys, where they had to get where they go city to city to make a beer just for that city. Mm. And one time they went to uh, Berlin, and you know Berlin has the purity laws for brewing; they're only allowed to use you know water and wheat and hops and stuff like that. And anger. Yes, and anger. Um, so they decided to brew a beer that used none of the purity laws <laughs> ingredients. So they had to find a a substitute for water, and it turned out being cucumbers. Hmm. Uh, they extracted the, the the juice from the cucumbers and used it to brew their beer. Hmm. Cool. I can't imagine it was very good, though. Well, yeah, I, I can't drink a lot of that. This one? It's good for, like, a hot summer day, probably. Yeah. Okay. It's refreshing. What are you drinking? All right, I'm drinking... Since my beer sucks. Is this... Oh, gosh, I'm spilling it. Yeah, um, there you go. Sorry. This... <laughs> give some to the dead. All right, this is from Scofflaw <laughs> Brewing Company. It's called India Pale Ale Basement. Really? Yeah, it's uh, it's Atlanta Brew. Jesus what is Christ, wrong with it's you? spilling everywhere. <laughs> oh I want to drink a little bit of it. <laughs> Kim's like, what is on the bottom of this can? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's, they overfilled it. Scofflaw Brewing Company. I've never heard of them, but they're out of Atlanta. Uh, it's a local. And I had to buy it because of basement, which is where we record. That's right. How's the taste? It's good. It's got a weird aftertaste. It's like weird it goes as... flat at the back end of it. It's in a right. good way or a bad way. Uh, you know, maybe it's because I have that cucumber in my mouth first. But yeah, you might have damaged some things there. I mean, it's pretty good. I like it. Actually, it, it actually kind of tastes like a homebrew. It's it's not. Um, it's not too strong. Yeah, but it doesn't have a lot of bubbles and spritzer to it, you know? Right, 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 right. Gotcha. Yeah, I could do this. 7.5%. Ooh, got a little kick. It does have a good kick. And the funny thing is you're spilling it everywhere and you haven't even drank it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I've already had a lot of wine It's tonight. expensive. You should probably drink that off the table. <laughs> Let me lick it up. <laughs> Slurp. <laughs> God, I'm a hot mess. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. I, I went for it because of the basement thing. It got me. Um, mm-hmm. It was thirteen bucks a six pack. Jesus oh, Christ, God. are you kidding me? No. Damn. Yeah, well, so, so don't uh, pour it on the floor uh, anymore. <laughs> so, so your assessment is it's pretty good beer. Yeah. Good. good. I can drink it. All right. That's not <laughs> enthusiastic, but it's <laughs> not at all. all. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Oh, Kim is in fine form tonight. Backdoors. Backdoors, season two, episode 11 of Preacher. What did you yep. guys think? I actually thought Backdoors probably should have been the episode prior. I agree. I thought that too. But the names are getting a little a little raunchy. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Are you getting... Oh, yeah, because the next the, one is on your knees. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just had to go there, didn't you? I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but there were... Many backdoors that were discussed and or shown mm-hmm. in this episode. 
<laughs> or well, not shown with. quite too much in the literal term, but they definitely gave a scarring impression. Ah, <laughs> uh, stick it where the sun don't shine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, this one the pace was slower on this one, and um, I don't know if it's if it's the episodes where they keep going and spending so much time in hell, mm-hmm. uh, or what, but. Yeah, this one really kind of dragged yeah. for most of the episodes. That's a really good point because that's that's exactly what my impression of it is. It seems like, well, there's two things that made it slow for me, and that is number one, the we keep switching back to the story in hell, which is not a terrible story. It's not that, and I'm going to be very happy with Eugene getting out of hell and and finally maybe getting him back with the regular cast or something. Well, but, maybe that's why they're doing it to make you happy when he gets out of there. There you, know, you thank go. Thank God. Well, the other thing that's a little slow and getting a little tiring is the arguing between Jesse, Tulip, and Cassidy, you know, about the fact that they're not getting along. Okay, I think we've established that pretty well at this point, you know, but they keep bringing up more and more examples of it and so forth. So it's getting, that part's getting a little draggy to me, too. You just don't like the side stories, do you? I'm okay with some of the side stories. I love the thing about the guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With her trying to get rid of the guns, even though it really didn't do anything for the story, didn't propel it forward in any way, but it was interesting. I thought it was Dennis, really cool. Dennis and the puppy was kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, if they're, if they're disturbing, enter- if they're entertaining things. Yeah, but Cassidy feels like he's being wasted right now. I, I Cassidy is so much better when they get along. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, speaking of wasted, the thing that I liked about this episode a little bit more was that Jesse was being wasted in the previous two episodes. And mm-hmm. I feel like we got a little bit more of Jesse's backstory yes. and we got a little bit uh, more of a fuller character from Jesse. Totally, totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. Kim? Yeah. No, I actually liked uh, all the Air Star stuff. Like, he's mm-hmm. starting to become one of my favorite characters. His one-liners pretty much remind me of Cassidy, but on a dark side. Yeah. So you never know what he's going to say. He's always full of surprises. The fact that he's wanting Jesse to become Jesus is very intriguing to me because it makes me wonder, like, how is a person who is full of sin going to step into that role that is a person who's supposed to save the world and be the all-knowing and godlike? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's done so many bad things. So that is very intriguing. I want to know. I would love to see that storyline progress further to see if that actually happens. So. Um, I'm also very, very intrigued as to how they got the cowboy out of the bu- the truck mm. without somebody else getting hurt and what they did with him. Oh, I think I got an answer for you on that one. I can't wait to see that part. And how, and how did they know? How did they know he was there? <gasps> yeah. How did they know? Well, they've been they've obviously Just been watching them. Very yeah, because he, he was being tracked. He was being tracked that whole time. Um, you, you, on top Hoover, of that. Hoover and. F- Hoover and Flufferman? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hoover, Fluffer Flufferman. Fluffermouth. Fluffer <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, on top of that, Laura and... What's her name? What's her name when she's... Jenny. Jenny. Anyways, her relationship with Tulip, I love that storyline. I love that she can go back and forth so fast and so flawlessly and just... Step right into a whole new persona. Not only that, she is she's a she is a uh, 
interesting in that she kind of acts prim and proper, but she's not prim and proper at all. Yeah, yeah. And, and the way she she you know very sweetly brings out some very evil stuff is is actually really funny to me. Yes, especially when Airstar was like, I am not homosexual. And she's like, oh, I know. Yeah, he's like, where is that coming from? <laughs> well, I he thought also... So very max- masculine. When she offered to give the smelter uh, oral sex, mm-hmm. that you could kind of just see everybody kind of go, huh? What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this girl? That's why I love her. She's so shocking. Yes, she's definitely so, shocking. Fantastic. And extremely clever. Yes, she is. So no matter that, I do agree this was a slow episode, but I still liked it a lot. Yeah, I agree with you, Kim. I mean, I liked certain aspects of it, definitely. But I don't, it was, I didn't find it quite as entertaining as the, as some of the other ones we've had recently. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think like wrapping it all up in this season two is just never, hasn't kept the pace with what season one was doing um, mm-hmm. through, you know, through this entire thing. We're in 11 episodes now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought, you know, the, yeah, the season got off to a huge bang. Yeah, it did. Um, then it kind of got hit a little bit of a lull, and then it kind of picked up again a little bit more um, when we got the when we got the grail involved and so forth. Well, they're in New Orleans. It's hot. Mm-hmm. So okay. things tend to slow down. I gotcha. And people gotcha. get angry. Yeah. <laughs> a lot more aggravated easily. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. I mean, I enjoy... I enjoy that um that cast when their characters get along you know i mean i i think it's so much more fun to watch jesse and tulip and cassidy when they're when they like each other and having fun together or working together instead of just constantly being angry at each other but you know in this episode they finally uh voiced it a little bit more clearly to him you know jesse was kind of getting hints of it more in last episode uh the episode prior to that he was completely clueless so, you know, now they finally did kind of say, listen, no, we're not going with you. We're not because he was completely taken off guard when they said they weren't going to go with him to see God because he finally figured out, oh, God is the dog. Right. They, were, boy, they, they sure, weren't having it. They sure perked up when he started talking about going on a trip. Hell yeah. Wouldn't you? Yeah. I loved I love what Cassidy said about Vancouver. He said, Vancouver, <laughs> I hear they have great meth there. And, and hiking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As someone who lived in the Pacific Northwest, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't really partake in the meth. All the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Da-da-da. But it was everywhere. <laughs> it it really was. was. <laughs> it was everywhere, actually. <laughs> <laughs> On every corner. Yeah, we had, yeah a friend, we had a friend who bought a house and he was like, I don't understand why it was so cheap. Like, oh, uh, there was a meth house right behind it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, good That's times. That's not going to do anything for the property value. <laughs> <laughs> so Jesse, as a little boy, is locked in a box, thrown in the bayou, and left down inside the water, only to come up later to have this woman, who we later find out is his grandmother, question right. his identity. Like, what's up with that? I don't know. The first thing, the first question I had was, how long are they leaving him down there? I know. And if you it, notice, there's an I air know, pipe. I know. Yeah. yeah, there's yeah, there's a pump that you I saw in the second part. I didn't understand right. what the pump was doing at first. I thought it had something to yeah, do with exactly. the winch that was pulling him up and down, but I didn't realize it was actually pumping air into the crate. But 
Um, yeah, I, I thought, oh my god, how's that kid even staying alive down there? How long are they keeping him down there? Right. But they're forcing his uh, his answer. Well, it made me think of the cowboy, and I was like, God, is he related to the cowboy somehow? Mm-hmm. Maybe he is like supernatural in some way. Well, maybe the grandmother maybe was supernatural in some way. Evidently, and I, and and I don't want I don't think this is necessarily a spoiler, but evidently the grandmother's a big character, and in comes the comics, in as, yeah, in the comics, and is uh, is very pivotal to the story. So obviously, it screwed Jesse up. Yes, it did. Dude, if one... somebody locked me in a box and threw me down into a mm-hmm. murky mm-hmm. pit, well, I mean, going on to the, you know, understandably, he's being forced to 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 give the correct answer, but the correct answer is that he has to thank God for his dad mm-hmm. being killed. Right. So obviously, and there's some family turmoil going on there. He has to say the yep. other name. Yeah, and he has to, he has to say his name is Langeal. Right. No longer Custer. So, which he obviously he, he lost. You know, later on in life, he he retook Custer, so he wasn't right. completely turned. But it obviously scarred him, and yeah. and you know, and it it was the pivotal moment that he feels guilty about is that he finally. I mean, I thought he felt the most guilty about the fact that he had prayed that his dad would get killed, and he did get killed. But it really, I think, it turns out being that he feels so guilty because he was made to denounce his dad mm-hmm. in the end. After um, yeah, after. Blaming himself for his death as well, mm-hmm. right. Um, right? So, a, a question though, as far as the long, the Longel thing, or is the early part of this kid's life? Did his dad kidnap him and take him back to Anvil from Louisiana, and then his dad gets killed, and then he goes back to Louisiana again? Is that is that what the storyline is? It, I mean, you know, that's a possibility. I hadn't thought about that. Because his story. mom was not around, in, right. or I guess maybe his mom had passed away or something like that when his dad took him in the first place. Yeah. Probably so. Yeah, so yeah, so maybe the mother died and the dad took him to Texas. Yeah, away uh, from his other family, the Longeau right, family. Right, and then they blamed him for that, and then they dragged him back to Louisiana. So now he finds himself back in Louisiana again. So you think that's his mom's side of the family, Longeau? I think so. And so when he died, they were the closest relatives, so they got him back. And they're dark arts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, that's why, mm-hmm. you know, that's why they wanted him to, you know, wanted him to refer to that Renounce as his, his last name. name. Right, 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 right. The Angel. Chef hmm. from Angelville. The correlation between what he was doing or what he was forced to do and what he forced the cowboy to do. Mm-hmm. Do you think yes. there's a connection there? Like, did he think of that because of what had happened to himself when he was a kid? Being dumped in the swamp? I hadn't yeah. thought about that. You know, that make, that does make sense, though. I hadn't thought about that, Kim, but maybe that is why he thought that that was the final solution for the, for mm-hmm. the Saint of Killers. Mm-hmm. Um, no one's going to find him there. Right. Kim, that is an excellent point. Thanks. And there, is there a correlation between... The cowboy being trapped within the soul van. Uh huh. Oh. Because now he has a soul. Oh, right. it's now, getting deep. Yeah, I'm, I'm just like the Louisiana not, Bayou. Yeah, I'm not putting that one in my ass. I'm pulling it out. Mm-hmm. Oh, that He's was in the soul van. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> he was yeah, he was in the the Japanese soul van. Yep. Okay. So the Messiah is a moron. 
<laughs> yes. Sorry Air to break star. it to you. <laughs> yes. I know this makes you very sad, seeing as you've devoted your whole life to this. <laughs> no, that was a great little... I didn't catch everything. that There's so much in that one conversation that I didn't catch yeah. all mm-hmm. of it. Uh, yeah. and in fact, we, we had to watch it again because um, when they come in, there's just so much going on. And then he's like, oh, yeah, yeah the Messiah is a fake. Will you follow yeah. me? Uh, well, I just love the way he so, right, he so casually says, so not to worry, I'm going to have a coup. Yeah. <laughs> and we will make Jesse Custer the Messiah. Yes. <laughs> will you follow me? And you can see. <laughs> and then Uber goes, he's a moron? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and we will make use of the tarp later. That's right. Exactly. Tarp will stay there for you. I liked how Hoover was just like, uh, after he said that, uh, after it was revealed that he was not a homosexual and that he screwed up with the prostitutes, and he's like, yes, the, car- the tarp, sir. And he's like... Oh, we'll utilize the tarp later. Something yeah, like that. he said how I would love, how I would love to see you splattered all over the tarp, yes. like a buffet at a five star restaurant, a buffet, a buffet at a five star restaurant. <laughs> I but I need accent. you too now. Yeah. <laughs> he stays later to talk to Hair uh, Star, and he says, "I don't think I'm the man for the job." And Hair Star, I don't think you are either. But the smart man is busy, so we're gonna have to use you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yes, his deliveries are perfect. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, Hairstar is a cold comic. But then we go down to hell. Yes, we dip into hell to see what's happening with Eugene and his friends. And I was con- this again. Not not only was some of it slow, some of it was just confusing to me as to why it was even happening. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because um, okay, they're they're questioning, trying to find out who. Is the belong. one that does not belong there. Right. So they're they're showing everybody the the clockwork orange slides, um, yep. and and then that guy Tyler is yeah. that his name? Yeah. Like figures Tyler. out that okay, well they're watching him and through that camera and decides okay, well I'm going to put the caveman on the camera so they don't know what the hell we're doing, and then gets um, Eugene and Hitler to go out and go have fun. But I was trying to figure out why the hell were we even going down to see Hitler's cell? Well, that's like, the thing I was trying to figure out a little bit, too, because, you know, Hitler said, Hitler said, don't make me do this. And and Eugene was like, I need you to do this. So for whatever reason, it was very important for them to see Hitler's story throughout. But I wasn't really quite sure how that impacted the story, to tell you the truth. Yeah, so he just needed to finish it. And I, the only reason it does impact the story is because... It's a different outcome than you might have thought, in well, it a gives, way. It gives um, more definition to Hitler. You know, it tries to make him out to be a little bit more of a sympathetic character. Yeah. Um, so we've got a show now that's trying to make Hitler as a sympathetic character and Jesus Christ as a moron. Yes. Good point. I thought they were going down to see Hitler's story just because, just kind of like a bullying thing. Like Tyler is just a jerk. But it was such a it was such a long and pivotal scene. It just seems yeah. like that that's not the kind of it was, reason you would have for doing something like that. Yeah, it was very convoluted in, well, in how it was delivered. I think because Eugene was telling Tyler like none of us are actually getting out of here because Hitler told right. me so, and he was like, "Well, let's go see Hitler's story, like just for the hell of it." Well, <laughs> I thought though, I thought it seemed like it Back was, to it Hitler's was more story. important. I thought it, I thought it seemed like it was more important to Tyler even. 
to do that. So I, I don't, I, I honestly, I'll admit, I don't know what the motivation was there and how it was supposed to impact the story, but it just seemed like it was too pivotal of a scene to just be to harass Hitler. I yeah. thought you know that I mean? enough happened initially in Hitler's hell that you kind of mm-hmm. got the point that he was fed up with where he was, that I don't think they had needed to go back and revisit all that. Oh, and I so agree. that's where I was. That's where it was a little confusing. And and then to come back and have you and they go back to the area where everybody's gathered and they um, right. and Eugene's questioning, oh, was this why World War Two started and all that kind of stuff? Right. It, it right. was it was just delivered a little odd. It was. But, but nonetheless, the story that was presented about Hitler. Very believable to me that someone who was pretty much shat on their entire life and who had no self-esteem could then rise up to become the world's most destructive person in its entire history. I would like to see what happens the next day when he actually does become that person. When he's no longer the good guy? Yeah, because he says this is his very last day of being a good person. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever see that. I think that's just implied. And That's fine and all, but I'm just saying I want no, to no, see No, no, I know that. what you're saying. Right. I want to see what, like, what was that breaking point that made him, like, fuck all y'all, killing all the people. <laughs> and he comes out with his, like, guns, like, sideways. <laughs> sideways. <laughs> like a gangster. Exactly. I'm going Tupac on you boys. Yeah, because you remember um, Hitler used to wear all those gold chains. Yep. Big clock. Yeah. Oh, he did have that big clock. Right on the Reichstag. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, sure. I, I, I do have a problem. I do, if, for believe it or not, for some reason, I do have a problem with trying to make, make Hitler look at, like a sympathetic character. Especially in this day and age. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's just, very true. <laughs> and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to get on a high horse here or anything like that, but. I don't let myself get too far into thinking Hitler's a sympathetic character. I also have a feeling that Hitler might have an ulterior motive here, that he is going to come out in the end to be truly evil. Yeah, we did not see the final outcome of what where he's leading Eugene. Right. So, right. Um, yeah, so I think there's a twist there. I don't think Hitler's going to end up looking great in, in the end on this one. But that's just that's just a feeling I've got. I don't know. Know anything else about it? Eugene well, down the back door. The best is when he's like, "Cause I'm Adolf fucking Hitler." Yeah, that was. <laughs> they they dropped an f bomb. I they was. They uh, did. Okay, so right. I was a little you. surprised. I don't think I've seen that before on on a uh, network show. Well, didn't that happen on The Walking Dead during the eyeball scene, season seven premiere, with um, what's his face? Old Glenn face. <laughs> what's his bashed in face? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they Glenn did. did. I don't Glenn? remember. With Jeffrey but. Dean Morgan, his character uh, Negan. Thank you, Negan. Um, <laughs> Lord have mercy. I'm in Walker Stalker mode now, so I'm like I actor name. Let's have more wine, Kim. I know, yeah. God. Um, no, he said fuck on that season did he? premiere. Remember did how he big really? that was? I don't. Remember or did that. he imply it? I, I don't remember him actually saying it because that was one of the th- big questions was, is he going to be cussing that He much? said it that season premiere. That's right. He did say it the season premiere, and then the rest of the season he did not okay, say so it. Okay, so he didn't. He did not say it as much as Negan in the comic, in the comic book, book would actually said, yeah. say He would be like, fuck, fucking, fuck, fuck. Yeah, this is a fucking fuckity fuck fest. Yes. That's what he would have said. Scott's getting, oh. Scott's like, beep, beep, beep. <laughs> 
Oh, that's great. So yeah, AMC's dropped two f bombs now. So we could do like we we could do like the Irish version, just say "feck" all the time or something. That's yeah, "feck it, feck it, feck and feck, feck." It's fecking bear. It's fecking awful. I'm I'm fecking Hitler. I hope not. I'm Gumby. Damn it. Maybe Air Star will. Yes, Air Star needs to drop an f bomb. That was fucking wonderful. <laughs> oh, Does my. Hitler and Air Star get together, I wonder? Two Germans? That's what I was just saying. Really? Yeah. Oh. Did I miss that part? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> rewind, everybody. Rewind. <laughs> okay, All never right. mind. And if you do want to rewind, I think we'll give you a break. All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right, well, we're back. Um, so we got back to the apartment and we had um, Jesse and Tulip and Cassidy um, getting into one of their, as usual, heated and stressed conversations um, with, with Dennis throwing his two cents in every once in a while. But mainly they were talking, or Jesse was letting them know that he, he finally admits that he found Jesus Christ or the you know, 25th generation and that he was an imbecile. And uh, so I don't think really that Cassidy and Tulip had too much of a reaction to that, considering what the news was. Do you? It was almost like they didn't even care. Right. I mean, they could care less who God is at this point. They're so sick of that whole story. They're sick of the storyline, just like we are. <laughs> but even if it, even if it's weird, okay, even if their whole lives are really weird, if someone tells you they ran into Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ's heir, um, that's going to stand out a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, but in this world, I almost wonder. But yeah, yeah. I, I agree that it was a little weird that they that their reaction was a little bit more um, excited. Or in fact, they did. Yeah, they were completely indifferent to the to the. Um, the news that Jesus Christ was around. Right. I don't know. I think that even though they know that there, that the real God is missing and they know that Jesse has this Genesis voice inside of him and that he can control people in a way, it's almost still kind of too fantastical for Mm -hmm. them to even believe that something like this could even be happening when they are trying to live their own lives and trying Mm -hmm. to exist in the real world. The Jesus and God thing is still like a fantasy. Yeah, so maybe they weren't taking him too seriously. Exactly. That's what I would think. I mean, I wouldn't. Well, I mean, Cassidy's still dealing with his kid who's like trying to bite everything that he sees. Who's becoming more and more evil all the time. Right. And Tulip is dealing with like her man is not paying attention to her and well, I, she I, has no friends in this world. Yeah, but I think at the heart of this um, is the fact that Tulip just found the guns, right? Mm-hmm. And Tulip mm-hmm. knows that he's been lying this entire time, right. and now they find out. Okay, Cowboy's still out there. He's gone. Like I mean, the, you know, the scene that we didn't talk about was the fact that they pull the truck up, and he opens it up, and Cowboy's gone. Even though he said there's no way he could be out there. Yeah. And so their, I mean, their whole conversation, other than the G- him finding Jesus thing, is, well, what the hell are we gonna do? And Jesse's even saying, well, we could leave the country and. You know, then they start talking about the different places they can go. So, I mean, they're they're done with his pursuit at this point because they're like, screw it. 
The cowboy is danger. out there that could freaking kill us at any moment right, right. now. And Jesse's very, you know, I'll, I'll take care of it. Don't yeah, they it. just they just got out of the last episode where the, you know, the grail was hunting them down. So it's right. like every day that's it's something new Another that's coming stressor. after them. And they're like, screw this. Let's get the hell out of here. Which is why they're so excited when they finally talk about going to Canada, which mm-hmm. we talked and, about. Or which Bimini. Has, Bimini. Yes, or Bimini. Bimini. Yes. What did I say, Bimini? Uh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. which I believe is in Italy. It could be. <laughs> but Bimini is in the Bahamas. Nice. <laughs> which, that was great, though, uh, that the conversation when uh, <laughs> um, Cassidy's like, well, I can't go there. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I can't go, go on to the Topless Beach. beach. And, and, yeah, right, and, and Tulip's like, uh, Cassidy, they've made wonderful advancements in... in uh, Sunblocks. Yes, and he's like, oh, I'll go discuss it with Dennis. But he's like, oh, I'd love to have, what are they, catamarans? Catamarans on the beach. That sounds lovely. Because it's like, (laughs) he's referring to it as though it's a drink. Yeah. Right, right. (laughs) And I love he comes walking in and goes, Dennis is in. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, we didn't mention, though, the fact that that throughout the background, uh, Cassidy has bought Dennis a Pomerantz dog. Pomeranian, yeah. Um, yeah. As a pet because he never had a dog growing up. Um, and that dog is like yiping in the background the whole time. Scared so. as shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we, we you can see that uh, Dennis is giving it pretty evil looks. Yeah, but um, and it, it, it kind of mirrored the, um, the scene when they're in the apartment and the intensity of the song that Dennis is listening to, the French yes. singer, where mm-hmm. it just keeps building and building and the frustration keeps building and building. The dog barking is driving Jesse crazy, and he's like ready to go kill the dog when yeah. he finally comes to the realization that, ah, oh, the dog, mm-hmm. the dog we saw. Yeah, there's something about that dog. Yeah, right. And he re- he remembers the uh, imbecile Jesus's uh, dog drawings, and he realizes yes, he actually has already seen God, and that sets him off to go find Herr Star again. Because he's confronting her star. Was that was that the point where he then plays all his nightly prayers? When he goes yeah. Uh, yeah, after that. But that he point. confronts her star because he thinks her star already knew that God had been there. Yeah. And remember, he uses the voice on him and her star admits, no, I had no idea mm-hmm. that he was there. I'm just, I'm, I'm so perplexed and maybe a bit disturbed that this dog... In seedy areas of New Orleans. You mean the dressed up guy dog? God. Yeah. Yes, man dog. When there are dildos presented on a tray. Yeah. And you can, you have, you have to pay a certain amount of money (laughs) to have time with this dog. Did you see the sign on the wall? No, what? Which one? The sign in that in the, the dog's uh, I room. Did, I did not see when what Jesse, it said, but I I was I pointed that out to Kim. I was like, "What does that say?" There was a sign on the wall when Jesse went back. The sign says, <laughs> "Please keep semen away from the fur." Oh my God! See, <laughs> this can't be the real God. Like, what is going on? Is he? They trying said that to God has explore? become disenchanted. They said that God has become disenchanted with man. This is very disturbing to me. Well, I mean, it's kind of like the, it's okay. Going back to the Bible stories with New Testament and Jesus, you know, um, dealing with the lepers or dealing with the sick or, you know, like you don't find 
people don't expect, oh, you know, when they put God on a pedestal, that's the whole point, mm-hmm. is that God uh-huh. is like... Untouchable. He's, he's not supposed to be on the pedestal. He's supposed to be down with the the worst of the worst. So maybe that has something to do with the storyline, that maybe True. it's some sort of test, or maybe, you know, maybe there's something more to it than why would you find God in a place like... That's why it's surprising. Why would you find God in a place like this? Mm-hmm. Because that's where you wouldn't expect to find him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they've definitely taken God off that pedestal and brought him down and, matter of fact, threw him in the mud and kicked him in the head with an iron boot. Yes, um, they did, for sure. If, if that an initial, I mean, obviously, it's they're hinting that that is correct. But that was uh-huh. our, our initial guess from the last episode was that, okay, this is God. God is dog. Yep. Dog man was God. But it's crazy. Um, but if you have right, but if you have religious sen- or Christian sensibilities, this show will push you over the edge. You will not like this show. This is sacrilegious as hell. And I'm um, I'm not I'm like not practicing, <laughs> but uh-huh. this is disturbing to Does me. It, it bothers you. It bothers me a little okay. bit that well, God would be put in a situation like that, or that even right. Jesus is a moron. Like, they're supposed to be the ones that help you. They're supposed to be the ones that... But it's not mm-hmm. Jesus. It's a manufactured version of what Jesus used to be, you know? Yeah. It's... Um, and God, again, I mean, you know, there's, there's some of the reasoning has got to be behind it. And that's what we're trying... That's what he's trying to find out. Why would God be gone? So... Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I get, yeah. It. I get it. It's... The it Hit- goes Hitler everything. being a nice guy... We'll see how that plays I out. I mean, yeah, I you're right. It probably not, he's probably not. I Right. And, you know, I, we haven't heard any uproar on, like, social media or anything about it, which I think says more towards how many people are actually watching the show <laughs> than <laughs> anything. Be. Because be. there there would, you know, if, there, if this was a popular show and a lot of people were watching it, there would be a lot of comments about this on social mm-hmm. media. I have to say, for all those questions, the show's really well done. The cinematography's awesome. Mm-hmm. The music selection's oh, awesome. The Set acting design. is incredible. The casting's yeah. great. So, I mean, I am very surprised that more people aren't watching yep. it but oh, those reasonings could be part of it you know people are you know taking it, it really to heart mm-hmm. it definitely is a show that takes your sensibilities to the edge pushes yeah, the envelope i mean yeah. the whole uh, god of meat thing from the free first season oh right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know if that didn't turn your stomach a little bit i don't know what did yeah you know there's a lot of that kind of stuff the pedophile oh. the uh pedophile is bad Dildo yeah. with God is bad. Mm-hmm. So. I was thinking chew toy, but hey. <laughs> yes, no. No. No, no. A chew toy. That's terrible. I love it. Depends on your perspective, I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You can <laughs> no, see my not. face. I know. So, yeah, so um, Jesse confronts Hairstar and finds out Hairstar really didn't know where God was. And um, um, and then Hairstar goes into trying to recruit Jesse by explaining to Jesse why, you know, what his motivations are for this. You know, Jesse tries to make it sound like he's just trying to find God because it's the right thing to do. And Hairstar is like, no, it's your guilt. It's your guilt that's driving you to this. And, and then he goes through... You know, he brings out all of Jesse's prayers, which had evidently been recorded over the years. 
um, and starts playing them for him. Great scene, um, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, listening definitely. to all that, I thought it was very well put together, uh, and especially the the voices that were used th- that mm-hmm. sounded like ages. him. The kid was yeah. cute, obviously. Yeah. But you can hear him, like, kind of in his high school years and whatever, and it definitely sounds like him. That's right. Uh, his sins the included, comments what, were hilarious. Not, not <laughs> eating broccoli, falling asleep in church, shooting a Komodo dragon. Oh, yeah, that one's good. <laughs> Robberies at, at a convenience store, a gas station, a pawnbroker, and a zoo. It's probably where the uh, shooting of the Komodo dragon happened. Oh. Um, you know, those, and, and also, what was it, uh, punching Donnie in the yeah, face, even though he, he deserved it. <laughs> yeah, it was cool to I see. For, I didn't even pick up on that. That's good. It was cool to hear his um, his prayers get darker and darker as he got older. Mm-hmm. And more and more ridiculous yeah. as he got older. They were just, yeah. like, silly things. Gosh, mm-hmm. I, I would hate to hear Well, they prayers. range from silly <laughs> things to scary things. I mean, what, you know, something would be silly, but then the next thing would be shooting a security guard. Yes. You know, yeah. so... Um, and they, and they, I thought it was great the way they portrayed that because they did jump back and forth between his childhood and his mm-hmm. adulthood mm-hmm. to show that he had been constantly asking God's forgiveness. And then rapidly towards the end, it started as the kid and straight mm-hmm. up into the adult again. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And we, of course, come to find out that it was all due to his guilt over, you know, his his saying, you know, denouncing his dad. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's the last, that's the last prayer that star brings out so sad and, yeah and uh you can make a copy s- if you want yes star and star <laughs> miscalculates you know star miscalculates he thinks he's gonna get him um on his team and jesse completely turns the table of him and still tells him to uh stick all that stick all those prayers where the sun don't shine as Stuart mm-hmm. says yeah that's what i say a lot he says it in the voice, so Star has to do it. <laughs> and then the weird thing was that when he left, was that he had to tell those secretaries like two or three times, let yeah. me out. Yeah, what was that about? That? I don't know. His voice didn't work. And it He's did, like, it's, no, it, let, yeah, but it was intentional. There's no way that was not intentional. So I don't know what was going on there. It was a little weird. Yeah, the voice wasn't the same either. I mean, it, it, was, it got much darker the third time he tried it, and then that's when they listened. So it was very strange. So it has to be like mean, or maybe it got Genesis? weak. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Too much emotion behind it. I don't well, know. Maybe he, he weakened his voice strength by telling some someone to shove a bunch of recordings up his ass. Oh, that poor guy. That was awful. Like, first of all, that's never going to happen. So, wh- at what point does he stop trying to shove those up his butt? At least he was taking the tapes out of the canister. True, because I really thought he would try to shove the whole thing up his butt. Yeah. My guess is I'm not going to try to speculate on that. Mm. Um, I always think about those things. At what point do you stop doing what it is that you were told to do? Because it's not going to happen. Okay. Always. Can you give us other examples of those times you thought of that? I don't know. There were other times (laughs) in this show. I'm sure there were. The car battery. I don't know what you're talking about. It's Air Star's training, his testing. Oh, the testicles. On the testes. There was no voice in that, though. I'm talking Genesis. I know, but that's um, that's where it's like a question of when do you stop? I don't know. Did we talk about the little side trip that um, Tulip and, and Laura took? 
to no. get rid of the uh, Saint of Killers uh, paraphernalia. You mean the, uh, to the smelter? Yes. Yeah. They ran off to the smelter. <laughs> Did you notice the graphic on the behind on that guy's building? <laughs> After <laughs> you said that. After you said that. <laughs> Whoever yes. smelt it, dealt it. Yeah. <laughs> No, you dealt it, we smelt it. Ah, uh, that's what, that's it, what it was. That's yeah. it. You dealt it, we smelt it. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so, so in, I would in love tulips, to meet the writers from this show. <laughs> they have fun with it. Um, I, I, uh, by the way, that's funny you mentioned that because I showed the very first episode to our niece who was visiting with us. Mm-hmm. Um, she wanted to see the first episode of Preacher because she watched the last one. And uh, so we went back and watched it, and that's when they really started doing started with the, uh, oh, the, the signs. church signs, yeah, 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 which were just fantastic, <laughs> just fantastic. What a great gimmick that was! Yes, did she like it? Yeah, open she loved it. open your ass and your holes to Jesus. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly, that was great. Oh, God. Whoever's messing with the sign, please stop it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So they can't melt the guns. No, they can't even get them hot. Mm-mm. They are otherworldly. Four thousand degrees in the smelter, and they couldn't even get that gun hot. But that's where it's left, right? You know why? That gun's built to survive the heat of hell. Yeah, that's true. Oh, good. Point. But that's that, that's it. That's where they left it. Um, <laughs> well, no, they ended up remember. <laughs> they tried to mail them away. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. They did, and they mailed. Didn't even put it in a box. Just wrapped it right up as a gun. I know, and it was hilarious. Shove the, <laughs> shove the sword, the sword the, down in there. <laughs> the mailbox. Which is interesting because I can't find a mailbox nowadays. No, that's a good point. <laughs> mm. But, um, um, yeah, that was yeah, pretty funny. I thought that was hilarious. That was good. Yeah, great scene, great scene. Um, but I do like the scene, the bonding scene between Laura and Lara, mm-hmm. whatever, and Tulip mm-hmm. outside the smelters. And, of course, Lara's famous, I'll suck your dick. Or whatever mm-hmm. she said. Mm-hmm. Right. Does it not... I mean, y'all are men. Y'all don't care. But isn't it nice that Tulip has somebody to pal around with, even though it is a farce? <laughs> yeah, I mean, even though she really wants to kill her? Yeah. Yeah, okay. but I'm wondering if, in the end, it's Lara's going to be like, oh, this Tulip lady is actually kind of nice, and I kind of like her as a friend, and I don't want anything bad to happen to her and protects her. I don't think so. I think she's pretty quick to say, why don't we just kill them? Yeah, well, that's what she said when she first walked in Air Star's office. Can we just yeah. kill Jesse Custer? Which was not necessarily directed at Tula. Right, exactly. So um, I, I can understand. She was implying there. all of them. Yeah. But yeah, she was she's, implying all of them. I think she would do anything for the job, but I also think that eventually, when she spends enough time with Tulip and understands who she is as a person, that she's going to start seeing her as a friend. Because they're very similar. Yeah. They're crazy as hell when they have to be. Yes. Yeah. But also I have guess. feelings that are suppressed because of the men that they are around. Yeah. I guess. But I think she just has such ulterior motives that I think she would just as easily shoot Tulip as anything else. Well, you know. Might get tested. I think um, I think it's very interesting that me as a woman and you two as a men. As mm-hmm. men. As one man. <laughs> As men, plural. we're not men. <laughs> yeah, have He's a little loose with that term. Whatever, have very differing. 
<laughs> have very differing perspectives on the whole tulip storyline. You guys are always focused on the whole Jesse thing, whereas, like, the tulip storyline really speaks to me. And I think it speaks to a lot of women. Well, I feel bad that people are leaving Cassidy on, off to the side. Oh, and not talking about him more. Yeah, as well. T- Jesse's you the center of the story. No, I'm not saying that. I'm okay. just saying that Tulip's storyline speaks to me, and you guys are always like, yeah, whatever, Tulip, whatever. No, well, no, the only whatever we've talked about is that Tulip was cool as shit at the start without right. all the feely-feely stuff that was going on. This is what I'm I mean, saying. It, 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 Y'all we don't went like back, feely-feely. When we went back and watched that first episode again, Tulip with the, with the gunfight in the cornfield... In the car, and then yeah, the, she was more the of a man than any other man awesome. on the show. She was like a superhero. Y'all don't, y'all just don't like sensitive women. That's all it is. <sighs> no, it's, it's well, be- that's why Stuart married you. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> but here I am, being the sensitive woman. I'm staying yeah, out you're of just, this. You just, you're just giving it lip service. Come on, you know that. <laughs> staying out of it. <laughs> Smart, Stuart. <laughs> Just saying. He was a wise man. I dug my hole last week. <laughs> and if you haven't That's listened right, to you last week's episode, last week, you didn't. should. Yeah. <laughs> Go back and watch Stuart step into a landmine. <laughs> I just think it's very interesting that women are pulled to Tulip and men are not. So that's all. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, I'm okay. just I'm saying the house isn't any cleaner. Oh, you <laughs> fucking asshole. That is so wrong. You are so on the couch again this week. That's exactly what I was going to say. That just happened to you last week. <laughs> Folks, you get to witness Stuart's pain every week. You, Everybody needs to be listening to all of our episodes because Stuart is just so pitiful. <laughs> if you notice my silence, I was pulling my foot out of my mouth. I was going to say, did you notice Stuart's <laughs> silent laughing? Exactly. Because he's like, fuck, what did I just say? Shit. That would be a big oops. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll see you later. <laughs> get back in here, Stuart. All right. So um, we do get we, we get one more dump down into hell mm-hmm. um, when we we see uh, that Mannering is about to Mannering is about to discover that um, that our boy Eugene is the one that's not supposed to be there, and uh, I, I because just he's reactingly. Mannering is the manager of hell that we're dealing yeah, with. Yeah, the main, the the jailer or whatever. Yes. The one whose voice keeps changing. Um, which I think still is very cool. Um, but, you know, she, she's been testing all these people to see their reactions to this array of different photographs. And uh, like you say, the clockwork orange effect. And um, Eugene is obviously, ref- is very... Uh, disturbed by some of the pictures especially the one of uh tom brady winning the super bowl that one kind of pushes him over the edge um but right when that happened is when hitler hitler springs the jailbreak by -hmm. having the inmates singing hallelujah in the cell and Mm -hmm. causing mannering and uh mannering in the uh and the guard to run off there he comes in grabs grabs uh eugene and they drop into the hole, and that's supposedly where they're going to get away. And that's where we leave it, right? Yep. We don't know what's going to happen to them yet. So we'll have to see what that what that entails. I still think that there's going to be something bad about Hitler in the end on this. Well, the question's going to be whose hell are we dropping into as well? 
Mm-hmm. And how how do they um, how is there any escape from that? Because it just seems like another area where you know they're living through. Yeah, another projector this, room. Yeah, this manipulated hell. Yep. That's yep. even worse than everything else. So, I don't know. Yep. We'll see. No, we got to we got to talk about the very last scene, the very last scene of the show where they showed the van in the parking deck. Yeah. And you hear someone talking inside the van, and he's talking about the fact. I think you need to take this deal. And then the, the doors open, and he runs out of the van. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Do you know, you got any speculation as to who that is? Look like Hoover. Yeah. And the... Who do you think's in the van? Cowboy. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Totally the cowboy. The cowboy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The same killers. They switched the vans. They switched uh, out the vans. They put I another see. van in the water. Was, oh, was it the same van or the same graphics yeah. on the van? I don't yeah. remember. Uh, it was, I knew it was, it was like van. an armored vehicle, yeah. but I didn't see the graphics. Yeah, it was okay. the soul van also. It was the same thing. So, so he never was released at that point. He was still in a oh. van, and they dumped right. another van in the pond. And Hoover Hoover was bringing him a deal to let him go get Jesse, I guess, I'm, I'm assuming. Or male prostitutes. Mm-hmm. Or male prostitutes. What he screw up this time? Now Hoover screwed up the... Cowboys out. Well, Thanks, now and Lara was involved with mailing the guns and stuff, so now they've got all of his weapons back too. Could be, yeah. And you know uh, that's the other where thing. Where were why they mailing them? Did you see just the, a wh- random place? Okay. Yeah, she said she said where they were going to mail them because she even said that when she was talking about um, the fact that they wouldn't melt or something like that. And she goes, "Well, hell, we'll just mail them." Oh no, no. When uh, when uh, what's her name offers to give the guy oral sex. She says, "No, hold on, hold on. We could just mail them to to so and so. I can't remember what she was saying. Mm. Um, but, Where uh, all those catalogs come from? Yeah, exactly. Isn't that Minnesota? Um, <laughs> but anyway, anyway. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I, you know, I'm speculating that that was Hoover, and he was he was working with talking to uh, the Saint of Killers to come up with a deal for the Saint of Killers mm. to go run amok again. Hmm. So." We'll see. I mean, that's what we'll find out next time. Yeah. You got any speculation on that? On your knees. Wasn't that the last thing that uh, Jesse said to the cowboy? Yeah, I think so. One of the last things, or one of the first things where he actually reacted to once he actually got his soul. Yeah, once he got his soul back, then Jesse had control Mm -hmm. over him. Right. Yep. What's he going to do with Jesse now? Jesse can do stuff to him. If he doesn't have a bullet in him yet. The only thing I can say is somehow their deal that they're trying to work out with him might protect him from that. So, or he gets some really good earmuffs. <laughs> mm, yes, that could happen. Yeah, go earmuffs. to Walmart. We need to start saying earmuffs when we are about to cuss for Scott. Earmuffs. Scott's not offended by cussing. <laughs> I know, kidding. I know. Are um, you kidding me? Really. All right, so we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to go with our hit and miss segment. (laughs) 
All right, everybody, we're back. We're going to do our ever-so-popular hit-or-miss segment. Kim, we're going to go back to you again this week, All unlike right. last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have two for my hits. The first one is Jessie's grandma. She seems like a pretty scary woman, and I can't wait to learn more about her. Okay, that's a good one. She's definitely creepy. When the camera pans up from her feet and all you see is, like, her big hat. And her shadowed face. You yeah. don't see her. Yeah. And you can't see her. It, it's very reminiscent of Stephen King's Pennywise. Mm-hmm. Just, um. Which you're excited about as well. Super. <laughs> super excited. Yeah. I can't even stand it. Oh, my God. Anyways. Um. <laughs> it's like. You know, this the scary that you can't see is more scarier right. than the thing that you can Your see. Your imagination is more scarier than the image. Mm-hmm. I want to know yes. who the hell is this woman? What effect did she have on Jesse besides scaring the shit out of him and locking him in a bayou underwater? Mm-hmm. Um, Although like, he wasn't actually scared of her. Uh, he was scared of the situation of being locked in the in the. Crate I think he was scared of her, more too. Than I, I think he was scared of everything. Like, whatever. But there's a story Whatever her there. deal is, she screwed him up. Yeah. 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 She had, like, even more so than what happened between him and his dad for the, mm-hmm. like, why he wanted his dad to die. Like, this right. woman's, like, way worse than whatever happened between him and his dad. Well, I think the question I want to know is, does she have anything to do with um, the God thing? The yeah. God story. Well, yeah, because all those guys that have that tattoo on their arms, they're associated yep. with her somehow. What does that have to yep. do with God? Ooh. Yeah, and you know, Ooh, and that's what? if you look at it because those are the guys that executed Jesse's dad. So right. they mm-hmm. obviously were working for her. Exactly. To or do with it. her. Where did we see that tattoo again in this episode? I'm trying to remember. We saw it again. Well, we saw it when when they were putting him in the car co- or in oh, the they box did have to him. put him in the water. Oh, okay. Okay. So all right. Yeah. So these guys work for Grandma, we're assuming, or or are involved with Grandma. Yeah, somehow they're involved with Grandma. So I'm very curious to, like, what's going on. The Lone Star Horseshoe Skull Tattoo. Yeah. Isn't that what it is? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. My second hit is Cassidy getting mad at Dennis when he realizes that Dennis is probably going to eat that dog. And Mm -hmm. Cassidy's like... Whoa, hold up a minute. That's mm. not cool. And he gets that very angry voice, kind of like the Genesis voice, comes out of mm-hmm. him. Like, Give me that like, dog. Yeah. Give that, hand me that dog. Or it was like a dad voice. Yeah. Total but, dad but voice. But Dennis just blew him off. Mm-hmm. Totally. So, uh, I, we, you know, it's like I'm we talked about last week. There's a confrontation coming there. Exactly. And I'm wondering, like, how far they're going to get before the um, season finale, because we only have, like, two episodes left. So yep. is Cassidy going to have to take him out or is he going to train him to become a more gentler vampire? Right. So, yeah, I think um, I think, you know, I still speculate that Cassidy's going to have to put him down. I have a feeling he will, too, which will be sad. So, Stu, what was your hit? My hit was the uh, nightly prayer tape, which I thought was great, because not mm-hmm. only... Was the were the voices on there with the kids and stuff? Some was touching, some was funny. Mm-hmm. 
Someone was a little horrific, <laughs> but it all you could you could see it within Jesse's character. Um, right. And then finally, the tape being shoved up Airstar's ass. <laughs> so the tape had nice. dual functions. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so that that is my hit for the episode. Do you think it satisfied Airstar that he had this put in his butt? No, not at all. So it didn't oh, really no. serve a function. No, 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 no he was no. not happy about it. I thought it was kind of funny how he was talking to um, Lara, Lara and uh, Hoover. Wasn't wasn't he on the phone with them, telling them like what he was having to do or something? Yeah, while he was shoving it up. Yes, while it was happening, which is this weird kind of dichotomy of what's going on. Like when you're Mm -hmm. being controlled by the voice, you kind of know you're what you're doing, but you're still Mm -hmm. having to do it. Yeah, but you're still, you know, you still have you're still conscious reasoning to. To be able to do other things, multitasking. Let's put it that way. It's multitasking. So, I mean, I do have to. I have to ask about that. Like when the cops were under the control of the voice mm-hmm. for the days on end, when they were patrolling mm-hmm. and protecting them, when they were in Louisiana, um, in New Orleans. Do they rem- they remember that whole time? They remember that they're being controlled. I think. I think he tells them to forget. Right. Oh, does he? Yeah. He does. Yeah. I think you're right. You're right. He does. Yeah. I think he says, so, go back, go back to your lives and forget or something like that. Mm-hmm. Don't tell anybody about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Something so, like that. So they would understand what, even though they can't control what they're doing, they understand yeah. that. Well, that's why remember being, the, they have to do it. The one grail guy is crying as he shoots his best friend. Yeah, that's right. right. That's very true. So he knew what was so happening sad. as it was happening. So sad. That was probably one of the worst scenes. Mm. Well, one of many. Gosh, there's been so many. Yeah. What about you, Scott? My hit? Talking about my hits, hit, not worse scenes. I know. My hit was Tyler. Tyler in jail. He cracked oh, really? me up. Oh, my God. He was hilarious in this one. Um, I just loved the way he was busting Hitler's chops all the time. And uh, it, I even loved when he was in the, you know, when they were testing him at the beginning. He goes... Yeah, so that's me. I'm not. I'm the one who's not supposed to be here. And he goes, I'm the one, you know. And he goes, wait, no, I know. You can't tell me. I, but, yeah. but I'm going to be <laughs> leaving true. soon. You that's know, very true. That kind of thing. And then when he's talking, you know, they go through and they look at um, all of his of Hitler's history and so forth. That scene, and he's just cracking up the whole time. <laughs> and <laughs> and it, you know, at the end, he's like, because you look like a bitch in front of that art guy and your girlfriend, you blew up Europe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like Biff. Except yeah, exactly. more intelligent. Yeah. yeah, he's like, next time get the man his plum cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so, true. That's a good point. He's very good because he tells the truth. Like a lot of people would be like, Oh my god, it's Hitler, I'm scared. Exactly. But he's like, fuck it, I don't care. Give the man his plum cake and then he pats him on the shoulder and walks out. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> So, yeah, I was a big Tyler fan in this episode. That's why I wonder if, if, if like, Tyler is going to get his shit handed to him when Hitler does go a little bit bonkers. Mm-hmm. He may. He may. So what's your miss, Kimmy? Um, the only miss I had was the fact that the, the um, actually it plays off what you were just saying, was that the hell scenes were just kind of slow. Yeah. Just not very interesting to me at all. And I'm not seeing where that storyline's going yet. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, meh. Well, you know, Eugene is the most uninteresting part of it. 
Yeah, and last year he was like the very interesting part of yeah. everything. No, I mean the other characters are what are interesting in those scenes. You're yeah, you're really wondering why are they spending so much time other than the development of what hell is and cow- the cowboys' connection with it and all that kind of stuff um, in trying to save Eugene. All yeah. of this whole right. thing it seems like yeah. they're drawing it out. There's got to be some kind of big implications to this, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. We're learning a lot about the characters that are down there, but who knows? I mean, it might be as as much as we learn about the characters of Anvil. Mm-hmm. Once he gets right. out, they're gone. Who knows? Yep, could True. very well be. But I, I my my miss was uh, back to hell as well with um, just seeing Hitler's hell again. I don't know that mm-hmm. it really added to the storyline any more than what they had already developed and. You know, I think I think him fine. It, it didn't really help in understanding why uh, Eugene was trusting him to help him to get out of hell, mm-hmm. which was right. kind of what the whole point of the end of the episode with with that part was was that Eugene trusted Hitler to get him out of there. Tyler really didn't have any help in in no. In, Moving and that storyline. Right, uh, and I agree with you. And, you know, the, the other thing, too, I guess it was also intended to try to, you know, to try to show us that Hitler was a good a good guy at one time. Well, what they showed us of that scene before already kind of told us that. I mean, yeah, you know, and, when, when the girl's complaining about the communists, he's kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, like it's not that big a deal. He didn't have a problem with the Jewish man that ran into him. So he wasn't a bad guy. Yeah, and they always, they've already pushed the point that Hitler is yeah. not a bad guy. It's like, okay, right. we got that. Okay, so just, move it along. He went bad. So, yeah. yeah, I agree with you. I don't know how it propelled it forward. But maybe we'll find something out about that that will give it some relevance. But right at this point, I don't I didn't see the relevance either. God, I hope so. Miss? Um, my miss is I'm just getting tired of Jesse and Tulip and Cassidy not being friends. Um, I think they're much more entertaining when they are. Mm-hmm. Why can't we off all of just other. get along? Yes. Yeah. It just, you know, it just, I think it bogs down the story myself. I think they're much better when they're animated around each other and they're playing off of each other and so forth. So I want to get but back do to you, that. Do you expect that Jesse, I mean, do you expect that Cassidy and Tulip are just going to naturally play along with whatever he wants them to do? They were before. Something was gonna, like a new thing. Like something, something is going to happen that's going to get them all back on the on the same yeah. focus again. Well, eventually, yeah. But there's always yeah. going to be animosity between people, especially when that's a story fine. drags. But I'm ready out. to move on to that thing that gets them back on the yeah on motivation again. We're 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 ready for a dramatic event to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it will. Yeah, Airstar and and although he was fun to kind of get to know and learn about the organization and all that kind of stuff. There was nothing dramatic that happened with Airstar. Uh, not not like what was going on with the Cowboy. Cowboy, right. every time he showed up, it was mayhem. Right. right. We need more mayhem in this show. The, this show thrives on mayhem. That's what makes we the ridiculousness... That, that's mm-hmm. what makes the ridiculousness great. Mm-hmm. Because in the mayhem, they're sitting there discussing things on the radio. Right? You know, yeah. like what they're listening to on the radio. And it's like they've got people shooting at them and stuff. Yeah. Right. So they need foreskin conversations. Yeah, right. True. We need craziness. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to them getting back on that that kind of uh 
mayhem, like you're saying, but but focused trail again, working off of each other. Stop with the sensible conversations already. <laughs> sorry. I'll be silent from now on. No, I meant the show. Oh, sorry. They'll be silent from now on. <laughs> yeah, I love your sensible conversations. I love you too, Fluffermouth. <laughs> Hmm. So speaking of getting on your knees, what's going on in the next episode? Well, there you go. Good transition. Uh, next week on Preacher, which is season two, episode 12, On Your Knees. Uh, Jesse, Tulip, and Cassidy hit a bump in the road and decide to leave New Orleans. An old foe resurfaces, gee, I wonder who might that be, uh, and causes a change of plans. Really? Uh, I'm assuming the... Saint of Killers is the old foe. Do you think we'll ever see Satan? Satan? Yeah, like the actual Satan. If we're seeing God and Jesus and the manager of hell. Well, that's why I, I keep wondering. I keep wondering if Mannering is, that's it. Like that's the, she, the manager of hell. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Do you think, do you think there's more to hell with? I, I do because it. One of the phone calls Mannering got kind of sounded like she was getting orders, I think. But she was, she was, when they were, she was asked about it, they were like, oh, you know, who was that? And she was like, oh, that was New Orleans. Right. Like right. The, the New Orleans branch called in. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like, I don't know. Departments in, in uh, hell. I, that was I, New I have a feeling, I have a feeling that we're probably, I, I don't think we'll be on the hell storyline much longer. Mm hmm. I think that'll be kind of going by the wayside by the season's end. God, I hope so, since they're, like, nearing the exit. Uh-huh. So let's hope exactly. they actually exit. Right. Unless unless the unless the denizens of hell go after Eugene for escaping. I don't know. Yeah, or Hitler. It does seem like they might be after the, uh, the, the, gun, the gunslinger, though. Yeah, right, because they're looking for updates. Yeah. Where is he at? Oh, true. Hmm. Have we got anything else to add? No, I think that's it. Hoover and Fluffermouth. <laughs> if you'd like to write to us, you can reach us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at fearmepod, on Facebook at facebook slash fearmepodcast, and on the web at fearmepodcast. Or you can download our episodes from your favorite podcasting site. Thank you, everyone. Good night. Good night. Cause the rest of this mess ain't good looking Take the fleas from the knees of a demon Tell your pals and gals will come screaming To the feet, put the feet to the bow wow They make wine from the spine and they build down It's a test for the best for who stays At the feet, put the feet to the mouth wow Bimmy, bitches!